with the Go MRI Man. Spread the knowledge. Motivate the people. Visit the MRI Man store on Etsy after the show. Shirts, stickers, and more. Visit the MRI Man store on Etsy after the show. Shirts, stickers, and more. What's up, everybody? It's Kwame, a.k.a. MRI Man. Welcome to the MRI Man podcast. And today, once again, I got Doug on. Say what's up, Doug. How's it going, man? Hey, good. How's, oh, how's it going, guys? Cool. Awesome, man. Um, so, yeah, today we're going to be talking about... Um, MRI safety. There's been a lot of incidents going on the last month. Um, I guess it's it's becoming a reoccurring thing. And we just want to spread the awareness on that, talk about some things, maybe how to avoid this. Um, as, you know, time goes on and, you know, we're getting busier out there. MRI is getting more common. Unfortunately, these, these uh, accidents can be... Um, more common man um but yeah um let's let's start off with this one i'm gonna share my screen doug and i want to just like okay. hear your opinion on this um give me a second share screen and all right can you see that yes That's all right horrible. yeah horrible. so we're gonna yeah we're going to start off with this one. And um, by the way, I'm on uh, Tobias Gilk, um, his LinkedIn page, um, which I'm pretty sure everybody's following. But if you're not, you should go follow it because um, this is a, this is a man right here for MRI safety. And he reports on everything. And uh, I get a lot of information here. But as you can see, we have a hospital bed here. Um, yeah, I see so, yeah, that it looks like. Yeah. Um, clearly to any mri tech you know i'm sure clearly this looks like a <laughs> unsafe uh bed to go on mri i mean what are your thoughts That's, on this when you first saw this doug like what were you thinking like first thing shocked um i just i i'm trying to figure out how they got that bed in there you know i know it looks it looks like a ge scanner right yeah um, i mean most of, i mean pretty much all the GE scanners have detachable tables. Uh, just I'm, I'm scratching my head as why even the bed even came in into the room in the first place. Um, you know, protocol, I mean, protocol where I worked is, you know, patients that came down from either ICU or the floor, um, you know, stopped at zone three and we would transfer the patient from, you know, either the ICU bed or the, the uh, inpatient uh, bed we would slide them over on the um, MRI table and then, mm -hmm. you know, making sure everything was locked down. And if you want to make sure, you know, that there's no leftovers, you never know. Um, nurses get busy, they leave things on the patient. So, you know, wanding them right before they get into zone four isn't a bad idea. I know we did that all the time on every patient. So, and then we would roll them into zone four, but I just, I, yeah, I I'm just speechless on how this got in the scanner, um, and you can see the 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 gauss lines yeah, are drawn on the floor. <laughs> uh, it's uh, but I, I heard this was a tragedy, and you know people got hurt mm. with this one. Uh, you know, a nurse got 
you know, really injured. Um, and what I heard is the, you know, the, the patient slid off the bed, fortunately. So the patient okay. didn't get hurt, but I'm sure it scared the, scared the, you know, crap oh, out yeah. of everybody. I mean, that's violent. I can't imagine the, 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 the pounding of that noise of that bed going. Me either. I cannot imagine it's, that. Like imagine. It must oh, have really? shook the floor. It had to shake the whole floor. I just can't imagine at what speed. I mean, uh, I've just, seen videos, but I can't just I just can't picture a bed this large just like flying in the machine. No. Like imagine like where yeah. did where it started to pull from, you know? Like from right right over right. here, this red line. Did it just boom yeah. from there? Like yep. just force. I mean, you got your five goth line right, you right think from there. there. It started to just pull from there and just it started creeping to creep, up a little. Started to creep a little bit. Right here. Yep. As soon as it hit that red, hit that red line, it was. And this is it. like what all kind of force but, too. You know uh, just man, just incredible. Oh, yeah. And depending if it's a one point five or a three T, it uh, looks like a three T. But um, it's you know. I, I'm just I'm just wondering because I don't see the MRI no, bed. No. Do you, Kwame? I don't. So were they? I mean, how are they going to scan this exactly. patient? Exactly. So hmm. um, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But again, I wasn't in that situation, so I don't know. I mean, the bed could be underneath the ICU bed. I don't know, but I don't see a um, a MRI table. Yeah. So it looks like it's been. Deep. Yeah, I heard all kind of stories. You know about this and it can do, it can get twisted around so i didn't i didn't want to get me all oh, into yeah, that absolutely. but yeah it, i think the bed was detached yeah but yeah right. that happened and every it shook the Tragic. whole mri community and man i mean like we don't even transfer we transfer the the patient to our table outside of the MRI computer room, like right outside, we have like this little area. We do it right yes. out there. We don't even do it in the computer area. Like we don't, this bed never comes in right anywhere near our area, but who knows how that place is constructed, but it's no, ah, man. Right. Like, I don't even know, like That's this bed cool. would barely fit into our MRI door too. That's crazy how they brought that in. So that's, that's a big bed. That monstrous. <laughs> It looks like a big ICU Man. bed. Um, yeah, that happened. Yeah, I. Uh, that's how we would do it. We would. We had an area specifically where we would transfer our patients, um, and we had a door uh, between zone three and zone four. So you would actually have to physically open two doors in our department just to get into zone four. So, um, yeah, wow. I just my prayers go out to the. To the ones that got injured and you know my gosh hopefully for a speedy recovery um but yeah yeah here's, um here's another one here's here another, huh? another another walker yeah that's a common walker. common uh that's like a scooter a knee scooter thing you yeah see that i'm starting to yeah, see that a lot now so when you break your leg yeah yeah when you break your leg or injure your leg yeah you use that to put the injured leg on top and you so you can scoot yourself around mm -hmm. i snuck that one in there that's a, that's but, definitely uh, a 3t huh this looks like a 3t a machine yes, i worked that on looks like a looks like a premiere yeah but uh gosh is that man, one that's uh what's this nothing there oh here we go oh yeah chair type of thing here 
Yeah, one of those outpatient uh, gurney things that patients come in. I see them all the time outside the hospital by surgery and stuff. And uh, in admitting, you see those a lot. They'll roll patients up into wherever they need to go in those. So it's not worth it bringing this in, even if you uh, like push it outside the line, the mouse line, because I've seen people do that. And I thought I thought they're crazy. I was like, what are you doing? Like, but some of these these texts, it's like you can't tell them anything because like they're like, oh, I have more experience. I've been doing this for da da da, And I'm just like, you're you're nuts for bringing this like I've seen that. And I'm just like, you are nuts. And I would never, it, I would just be too paranoid to do anything like that. Like, I just oh, can't, me I too. can't do it. I mean, especially, you know, I mean, I get it. Siemens doesn't have a detachable table, uh, especially with this. Oh, scanner. that's this the reason. Like there it is. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they were trying to get that chair as close as possible. Um, but I've noticed with Siemens too. Um, you, you have that little little give um, up until a certain point, and then it just gets wow. very violent, and they'll Jeez. suck anything. So, um, but yeah, I, I looks like they were trying to get that chair up as close as possible to get the you know to transfer the patient. But you know, I know you know you're busy you know doing a you know a double transfer you know going from that chair to your MRI you know conditional wheelchair and then into the room, and then you got to transfer them again. It's worth it. Please do this. Um, it's not worth, you know, taking that mm-hmm. risk um, and, you know, hurting somebody. Um, I don't know, you know, in 31 years, I haven't had an instant. So I've been extremely lucky and, and I've had great teams that I've worked with. But um, it's I, I just couldn't imagine. I just I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine um, hurting mm-hmm. a patient. Or hurting yeah, somebody else. But, um, oh, I wanted to tell you really quick before I forgot. Um, yeah, somebody messaged me and said that they had an incident where a nurse brought in some, uh, like, scissors or shears or whatever, you know. Um, and nurses are kind of quick to go in the in the MRI room sometimes, depending on the, you know, usually never unless they have to be in there to do, I don't know, suction or... I don't know. Maybe the patient, something's going on with that to be next to the patient. But uh, right. yeah, how how do you think that could have been prevented? Um, the the scissor incident. You know, that's a great question. Um, I, you know, where I worked, we had wands, um, and then we also had um, the um, the things around the door um, that if someone were to walk through that had any metal, it would beep. Oh yeah, the little um, metal detector things. Yeah, we have the that. metal detectors. Yeah. yeah, so we we have them on each door. So um, you know, if anybody, and I, and I think they're great because if you, especially if you're working by yourself too, you know, if you're if you're working with a patient and someone decides to come in and come into zone four and starts beeping, at least it's going to give you some kind of warning that hey, someone's coming coming into you know zone four with something that is not supposed hmm. to be in there. So, um, we would, you know, that was kind of our protocol where, you know, if a, if a nurse or anesthesia would come in, um, you know, before we would even start the study, empty your pockets, uh, making sure, and then we would wand them, um, 
and explain to them, hey, this is really important. You cannot bring anything in. Make sure that you have everything that you need that's in the room um, for the patient because after we get started, mm -hmm. that's it. You know, you can't be bringing anything, you know, personal stuff like your stethoscope or scissors or whatever. So, um, yeah. but, you know, you, you try to do whatever you can. Um, scissors is, you yeah, know, obviously, <laughs> you know, I, I've heard so many, many, many stories on scissors as well. You know, patient, you know, nurses forget, you know, they get busy. I get it. Um, but it's up to, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's up to the technologist, you know, to protect the mm -hmm. environment. So, yeah. So you think, I don't know, cause do you think even a lot of times it's like a verbal thing? You're like, Hey, do you have anything on you? And they're like, no. So I'm like, yes. would that be enough to cover you in a, I don't know, an incident report? Probably. Not, I don't think huh? so. No. Yeah. I think the wanding would um, be the ideal thing, especially if they have a lab coat on or something like that. All those pockets. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what is going That's on interesting here? One. <laughs> what is going on here? Wow. IV pole. Oh, yes. Okay. Looks like they did a pulley system trying yeah. to winch it off. Do you recommend that doing that? Is that possible? You know, so there is an in, there there is an instance that happened uh, when a um, engineer tried pulling off a a walker off the scanner, and he ended up getting seriously okay. hurt. Um, our our protocol was ramp the mm -hmm. MR down enough to where you can pull off the device and then ramp it back up. I know it, it's, it takes longer. Um, but I think we all learned, um, and again, this, you know, this is another one I Tobias talked about, um, that at the end of the day, yeah, it's going to take a little longer to do. Um, however, it's the safest way to do it. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, not to keep that <laughs> I am, I, I am never doing this. You know why? Because I've had, you know, I do a lot of, not a lot, but I've done a lot of work on like cars and auto body and, um, you know, you're trying to pull on like a, a bolt that's stuck. Your arm slips off, tool goes flying, or you break it and you smash your hand. Like I already know, like this, you sh it's, it's, this is clear to me. You're pulling on that. Even like the rope breaks off, you fly back or the object pulls pulls out then goes back and smacks you in the face um i yeah i usually i could i would think of that so i'm like nah i would never try to do that i wouldn't even bother but i've heard of techs pulling off um supposedly a tech told me that they pulled off a cart some kind of uh cart off the machine like they they put their their really? Yeah, I don't know what wow. strength the machine was. I don't know if it was an open machine or a one five. It sounded like it was a one five, but some kind of cart. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, they're able to um, pull it off by uh, <laughs> they put their feet against the machine and I guess they pulled back and they're able to get the cart off just enough. And this was like in the early days when huh. there was no um, no MRI safety and they used to have metal carts in the room he said it used to be in oh, the yes. room and i was like what and he's like yeah and I, I rolled it across the room and it got a little too close and it pulled but yeah he was so scared he didn't want to get fired so he, he luckily he got sure. it, i don't know got it off yeah I'm, I'm i'm wondering if it was just on the side you know on yeah the side i think of the it bar, was you know yeah. and he 
He just got yeah, lucky. Just kind of like on the side, <laughs> probably, because I was like, how the hell would he pull that off? But yeah, because once he gets in that center board, it's I over. Mean, huh? yeah. I mean, yeah, it is. All right, here's another one. This is what is this? Like a cleaning mm-hmm. buffer? Yeah, the it looks like a buffer, buffer huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my. Let's see. Unreal. Yeah, I've been wearing. I've been hearing so many instances in the last month. It's just scary. This was three um, weeks ago. Yeah. Wow. This is crazy. And this is just what we're hearing. Imagine all the stuff they don't tell yep. us about. A buffer. Wow. Whose idea was it to do? Let them do that. Wow. That's. Yeah. Uh, so, when I have a question for you, and I, and this is a question for you know for the audience as well. Um, who? Do you clean the room or do you have housekeeping clean your room? Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. In my department, we cleaned our room. We never had housekeeping come in um, and clean our room or clean the floor. That was all on us. Um, you know, mopping the floor, sweeping the floor, cleaning the table, everything, the trash, everything. We did all that as a technologist um, just because we were all feared of the, of the, uh, having a floor sweeper or something come into the room. So, um, but just curious on how many people use, you know, do you do it yourself or do you have um, a cleaning crew that clean that, that cleans your room? So it'd be interesting to find out how many, how many people uh, either clean up themselves or have someone else do yeah, it. Yeah. Comment that below. Yeah. And, and this, and this could, you know, this could save you from an instance. Obviously, here it looks like someone brought in the floor buffer that shouldn't have <laughs> that shouldn't have done that, and you know, now they're they had a you know either probably quenched or they had to ramp it down, and probably took them a few days to ramp back up. And wow, yeah, um, yeah. For same with us, we we clean the the room. We don't have a cleaning crew. They okay. just empty the trash cans outside of the room. That's about it. Um. Okay. But yeah, that's a that's a good topic there too, cleaning cleaning the room. And it's like um yeah. I guess we have enough downtime at the hospital, but when I was at the outpatient center, we didn't really have a whole lot of time and um I was looking at the walls and stuff like where the the IV uh you throw your IVs and stuff in the little uh biohazard. Yeah, man, like oh, that yeah. wall right there. Apparently, you know, everyone's just kind of after they stick someone, they just throw it in there and, uh, they don't really, I don't know if they realize, but freaking blood just splashing on the wall. So yeah, no all longer. on the wall right there and like side of the machine. So it's like they, I was suggesting that they gave us like some time to, uh, really, I mean, you wipe down everything every, like every day, but I mean, like really deep clean, they should like yeah. close down for a while because it gets pretty bad from what I've seen. Yeah, agree. And, and you know, work, working in an outpatient too, you don't know. I mean, some of these patients that might come in, you don't know what mm-hmm. what they have. Uh, and you know, either you're going to pick it up. Um, I'm going to tell you a little story. I I end up getting pseudomonas um, at a place that I worked uh, 25 years ago. End up having three sinus surgeries. Wait, what is it. what is that and pseudomonas? What is that exactly? Pseudomonas. It's a it's a it's a really nasty bacteria that got oh, into my wow. sinus walls. Um, and, you know, ever since then, I've wore gloves on uh-huh. every patient and every time I go into zone four, 
um, because you just don't know what you're going to pick up. So, but I end up having three, three sinus surgeries. They end up, uh, uh, doing a complete construction of my left sinus because it was just eating away the bone. Jeez. And uh, so now I just have a mesh lining on my left side and my right side uh, was pretty much saved on the second surgery. But um, that was not a very fun surgery surgery to have. So, so just that, you know, you know, for you guys are out there, you know, don't, don't be afraid to wear gloves or, you know, make sure, you know, you clean your hands really good, mm -hmm. you know, before and every you know before and every patient you know because you just don't know what you can pick up it's and it's the stuff that you don't see wow. that's going to hurt you and uh i notice um i don't know working in the hospital uh for those of you that don't know i went back to the uh, hospital uh, i'm not working in the outpatient anymore and yeah anyway so uh what i've definitely noticed is that a lot of patients in the hospital are just dirty man they're dirty um most of them just wearing gowns so it's like who knows how well they're keeping themselves clean i mean they don't smell <laughs> they do not smell clean uh and you know they're all on your coils on the blankets and you know pretty much naked man just the the gown and i'm like wow and but we clean a lot we clean a lot and we clean really good and i've noticed that there more than anything anywhere else i've been um in the outpatient center i'm gonna just keep it real with you guys man a lot of people didn't clean very much in the outpatient center so um they, it's i understand it's busy and you guys are like oh that patient wasn't dirty and you just you know throw a blanket or whatever sheet and you're like that's fine and it's like no man you guys should be wiping down every everything. That's what I thought, you know, working at the outpatient center. Oh, exactly. it's everybody's clean, you know, no big deal. And, you know, three sinus surgeries later, don't, don't go through what I went through. Um, and like I said, you know, pseudom I was on antibiotics for almost mm -hmm. five years. So uh, is it isn't it like really common um, for like patients that go to hospitals to get like infections and like skin skin absolutely skin uh problems and yeah so i don't know like from the time i've been there um when i'm work uh you know the mask mandate is there's no mask mandate i haven't been wearing a mask but i've noticed a lot of nurses there they're all wearing a mask and uh i almost want to put a mask on because uh i might because man the patients are just sick and they're coughing and they're just they dirty are. and i'm smell i'm breathing it in i can smell it and i'm just like i don't know i might be wearing a mask i'm definitely wearing like long sleeves and stuff um because these these patients right. are just filthy that's a man. good idea and I, I don't want that's a yeah good idea. just hand sanitizer but yeah it's yeah i yeah. don't know you like you said like we scan homeless people that come in and who knows what kind of yeah. scabies? I don't. I don't even know. But, but yeah, that's another part of it, safety. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's real. real. It's real. And you know, when I would go home, you know, the first thing I would do, you know, I would change, you know, because I worked at, you know, uh, St. Joe's, which is a level one center, and we dealt with all mm -hmm. kinds of patients, and even at the VA, 
Um, I would, I would change before I would get home. And then I had two, I had two pairs of shoes. I had my hospital shoes and then I had my, you know, my real life shoes. Mm-hmm. And, um, I would not, bring, you know, cause you, you can bring that stuff home, uh, just as well as anything. So, um, and, and, you know, share it with the family and you don't want to be bringing this nasty stuff home and sharing, especially if you have little ones at home as well. Yeah, you know? And I just thought about that too. I was like, I was looking at my shoes. I'm like, dang, I was like, I need a, I need a, I exactly what you said. I was like, man, I'm going to need a separate pair of shoes and not, I don't know, not even bring them in the house. I just thought about that. Yeah. That's crazy. It's different. It's different. It's different. Yeah. We, my, my my wife and I did the same thing. We had a little uh, thing in our in our garage, and we would take our shoes and you know spray the Lysol on them, and then we would leave them outside until we went to work yeah. the next day. Thanks, man. You that's know. a that's a uh, that's a good tip. And yeah. the shoes, you know, I think I'm gonna switch to a shoe. I'm wearing a freaking like running shoe basically right now, and it's like a, a lot of mesh on there. I'm like, man, I think I gotta switch to more of like a leather like something where i can wipe more of it down because it's <laughs> i got this mesh right. it's probably just absorbing all this stuff in there so that's like i don't know yeah it does they don't it doesn't don't clean know. very well i mean you could you could throw it in the wash machine Maybe, huh? and you know pour some bleach yeah. on them but yeah but it's you want something definitely that you can come home and, and like i said lysol was i mean we we found that lysol yeah. was the best um just spray the lysol all over the shoes and the bottom all over the shoes and then we would just let them sit in the garage and you know here in arizona it gets about 118 degrees here in the summer so it's going to kill about just about <laughs> yeah. everything outside so um but uh yeah but just a just a a, a cool tip for everybody That's a good tip. um you know, you don't want to be bringing that stuff home. <laughs> yeah, because so. I could see somebody doing clinicals and they're like, oh, I have these shoes. I'm going to wear these shoes, you know, working in the hospital. But then I'm going to go to the gym and then I'm going to bring these shoes in my house. And it's like, yeah, it's probably not the probably not the best idea. But yeah, look, no. we got another one. This one's a little older. It looks like a few years ago. Another. Uh, is this like a pain pump? Yeah, oh, pump. IV pump. IV pump machine. Looks thing. like it. Yeah. It looks like an anesthesia yeah, pump machine. Damn. Yeah. Those make me wow. paranoid too. Cause I was like, they're like, Oh, this is the MRI safe one. I was like, are you sure? Like it's checking it out. Um, but yeah, that's an, that's another one that can sneak by somebody and they're like, Oh, this is a, cause they look yeah. pretty much the same to me. I don't know the MRI one. I can't tell the you difference do. right now. Um, I guess you, and that's why it's important. Yeah, it's important. Put stickers on your stuff. Make sure that, you know, you know what's in your in your scanner. Um, you know, put the green sticker on or the yellow sticker for conditional so you know it's your equipment. And if something is around your department that doesn't have a sticker on it, you know you need to yeah, get it out. Yeah, because they like there. to um, – I know they like to take – they took ours a couple of time, times on accident or – and I was like, hey, sure. bring that back. Oh, is this the, let's see. Yeah. I think this is the one you were talking to me about before we get, were on the show, the Shackle oh, Prisoner. Yes. So do you know this story? Yes. Kind of know. So what I heard um, was the uh, the prisoner was brought in fully shackled um, into the wow. scanner. Um, yeah. And... I, fully shackled so their arms behind their you know arms behind their back you know so they didn't have any 
you know, they couldn't defend themselves. Couldn't, you know, bring their arms forward to, you know, help block. They, I heard the patient went in there like a crash dummy and just kind of bounced around. Wait, what? Um, the uh, that's wait. Yep. So the shackles are enough to pull somebody in there like that? Just a wow! Yep. I didn't, I didn't yep. know that. This, this was a, it was a yeah. The inmate was, uh, I think the inmate was, a, it was a female. Um, she was. I think about 105 oh, pounds right, yeah. and those shackles just, just sucked her in. And, uh, the person that was in there started screaming and the COs were outside. Well, of course they heard screaming and hollering inside the scanner. So what do you think they did? They ran in there with their oh, guns yeah. drawn. So, which is another safety issue. So, um, this one was really bad. Um, I, didn't hear what happened with the prisoner. Um, the last I heard that she was in pretty wow. bad shape. That's crazy. <laughs> the prisoners are going to sue them. Wow. Oh, absolutely. That's dang. Cool. I, that sucks, man. This whole thing. This is the thing. Like you're scanning, uh, that I have experience doing inmates. We scanned them all the time and yeah, I tell them, you know, to take off the shackles, you know, then we zip tie, they zip tie them or, uh, and, uh, right. these guards, man, I would say like half the time they have no idea what's going They have no idea what MRI is. Um, they're just bringing them. They'll, they'll yeah. let you walk in there with the metal cuffs on. They'll walk in there. They like, they have no idea. They have no clue. And which I kept pushing on management. I was like, Hey, look, you got to, you got to have them aware of what an MRI is before they get here. Let's send some paperwork. Right. Let's send them a video. We have a, a safety video. Have them watch that. Just give them something, anything, anything. And they're like, yeah, you're right. They shouldn't just show up. And some of them will be uh, confident and they'll be like, yeah, I know what this is. And then like five minutes later, you hear they hear the machine. Wow. What's this? And it's like, I don't trust them at all. You know. Like, unless it's a, a guy that no. i see very often but the thing is is that they rotate these right. guys and like oh yeah they'll they'll bring patients for a while or they'll or they'll they'll bring the uh, inmates to court so they they all rotate so it's not always the same person um con that consistently so um yeah i mean we haven't we've we've had some incidents where the the guard um uh the tech was putting the uh, patient on the table and the guard kind of was creeping in and the uh the tech had to say hey stop or someone else will yell from inside the room hey what are you doing like so it's like right you know it's like ah man it's like they're trying to keep you safe but at the same time if something's happening i told them like hey if, if a tech's getting attacked what are you going to do oh i'm going to take my belt off right. and well, were you going to leave your gun though? You're just going to leave it on the table. Like, so now you left a gun on the table. So I'm like, there isn't even a plan. I was like, they're assuming that nothing's going to happen in that room. Um, so yes. we're pretty much screwed on that over there. And, you know, hopefully nothing ever happens, but I was, my idea was like, I'm like, one of you guys got to come in, um, with nothing on you and just ready to go run in there just in case. But, nothing's happened. So they don't, they don't feel the need to do that. So I don't know. Well, well, I hear the new, the new ACR guidelines that are coming out um, are really stressing about having institutions have a specific protocol just for inmates and security officers or police officers or the sheriff's Good. department. 
I know we had we had a specific policy um, for inmates that were coming into our area where one, you know, if they had to be in the room, um, we had one that was completely undressed um, and metal free um, that was in zone three. And then um, the other officer um, would be in zone one or two that, you know, that did not want to change or have have the metal on. But, um, you know, you have to have eyes 360 yeah. um, because, you know, they get they get curious, you know, that curiosity where they say the curiosity mm -hmm. kills, um, you know, they get curious and, oh, that's kind of cool, you yep. know, and they start getting closer and closer and they don't realize how strong this magnet is and it just it takes a second less than a second and you know like that instance that i heard um i think it was in mm -hmm. europe kwami uh that the gun flew out out of the officer's hand and went in the magnet Ooh, and got yeah, discharged yeah yeah you know yeah, that's, that's scary Yeah, because anybody could have got um, shot the tech could have got shot imagine going to work getting yeah. shot at work i never would think that would ever happen but it's obvious it's a possibility now you can get shot at Ooh. work it's uh, it is just take your time it's not it's not worth putting someone's you know putting someone's life mm -hmm. on the line um i i tell my students the same thing you know and when we do our our panel interviews when students are looking at getting into the mri program and i let them know and i'm very up in front and honest with them i'm you know i tell them this is the one area in radiology where you could physically hurt or kill somebody you have to be on, you know, you have to be on your game the whole time. You can't get complacent. You can't get comfortable. Um, you have to respect the magnet 24, seven, 365. Yeah. Always every day. You can't let your guard down or you can't, you literally right. can't. And, you know, no. And Tobias does a great job. I, you know, we had him, uh, with our school, he did, uh, did a lecture, uh, about a year and a half ago on on some of the tragedies and stuff in the numbers and it's scary um we're we're, we're very lucky to have you know tobias you mm -hmm. know on our side with the with the safety stuff and he did a lot of stuff for the va as well <laughs> um uh, i remember working with him years ago and you know how he developed the zones and i thought that was just like the the greatest thing and it's yeah. you know all of us as you know MR techs, you know, we need to be, we need to put safety as our yep. priority. For sure. And then, then you have wow. this, this blew up on social media. Wow. It was everywhere. Is this, this, this the plug? is the plug. This is the sex toy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Butt plug. I haven't seen the, that's the first time I've seen yeah. the image. Holy yep. moly. Apparently this patient, um, this is what I'm hearing, you know, on the internet I'm reading, I don't know if this is true. Um, but yeah, apparently it, it was a, a, a sex toy, a butt plug. And the patient thought it was just made out of silicone. There's metal in there. Right. Patient went into the machine and shot up all the way to the chest cavity like that. That's crazy. So yeah, that's scary. That is unbelievable. I, honestly, I thought this was fake for like days. And right. People kept saying, no, it's not fake. No, it's not fake. I'm like, what? Ah, that, just when you thought you've seen every <laughs> every 
accident possible <laughs> you see this thing right, dude, right? a torpedo or something oh yeah imagine this that is... imagine the speed that it went up there like that though it's like that's crazy that and go through the small bow through the you know i mean the large bow the small bow and then up oh my god i mean that's they're just... lucky they didn't die i don't know crazy. I, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm looking for a perfor, you know, if, if the patient had a perforation, you know, and start, you know, right. bleed to death. Hopefully the patient's doing okay. Yeah. Uh, it didn't hit yeah, any major arteries or anything. I don't know. Right. I, and, you know, like we were talking about earlier, you know, you know, I, and again, I don't know what happened with this instance, you know, when we screen our patients, you know, and I, and I, you know, we go over this in great detail with my students is, you know, as long as you do your due diligence, you know, you screen them, you do the original screening. And then before you get into to have them get into zone four, you do the second mm -hmm. screen just to, you know, kind of charge their memory again. Maybe sometimes they will forget. And I've, I've had many instances where patients will forget, you know, something that, you know, we originally talked about. And then they'll remember right before we get in the door. Uh, I'll never forget this patient that uh, uh, that we had. Um, he checked no on everything and we get him in the, we get him in the, you know, in the MRI wheelchair, we start going into zone four and I'll never forget my lead. Cause um, I would do the original screen or my lead would do the original screen. And then we would do the second screen. We would, you know, we would trade off depending on who was putting the mm -hmm. patient on the table. And um, I was at the scanner and did the first screen. He said, no, as my lead was bringing him in the, in the, you know, in the zone four, she did the second screen. He still hmm. said no. And while she was getting things ready to go, she's like, you know, what's that scar? You know, I noticed a scar hmm. on your head, you know, a, a big scar. And he's like, oh, yeah. He goes, he goes, man, I completely forgot. He says, you know, when I was younger, I was in a, in a really bad boating accident and they put a staple oh. in my head. And we we're like, <gasps> you know, so hmm. we. Yeah, we got him back into zone three and uh, he didn't have any skull x-rays or anything. So we ended up getting a skull x-ray on him and he had a big, huge uh, aneurysm clip sitting at his damn. acom. And we, we would have killed him. Yeah. Uh, that would have been it. But that would, and, I mean, you know, and we did this and we, we did the, I mean, we did a double screen. Um. But that just tells you, you know, even though you do the double screen, you know, you just want to kind of take a visual of the patient. You know, you want to look at some scars, especially yeah. on the skull. Yeah. Um, what I do is I kind of I'll do it like a little pat down on their, you know, you know, if it's an inpatient and they're, you know, they, you know, if they're, you know, a poor restoring or whatever, I'll kind of, you know, pat their chest, make sure that there's no lumps or anything mm -hmm. from a pacemaker. Um, I'll get the wand out, you know, whatever. But um you know, it's not a bad idea do, just doing a quick visual of the patient because, you know, this just shows you this one patient that we had, you know, if it wasn't for my lead, um, noticing that, um, that patient would have went in there and we probably would have, you know, he, he would have been hurt or wow. even killed. So. Oh, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to bring another, the visual thing is, is definitely important and yeah sometimes you see like yeah i've seen that i think last week i saw that too a guy had a scar in the side of his head same thing he didn't have any implants or anything i think it was an incident where they had to like 
do some kind of drainage from a, a tra- trauma injury. But um, yeah, you, right. you can. But he didn't. He didn't even mention it. He's like, "Oh, that happened when I was like younger." Blah blah blah. But yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, even something as as uh, I was gonna scan somebody on the trailer. He came in and he was wearing like the scrub, uh, the the pants and the gown. And I was like, "Hey, you know, it says you have some screws in your leg, metal in your leg." He's like, "Oh yeah." And they lifted up his pants and he had a whole prosthetic leg like just below his knee. I was like, what the hell? He wasn't going to tell me about that. I was like, what? Yeah. So I was like, what the heck? So even just asking like, oh, you know, what are those? I have even asked all the time, even though I, if I, I kind of know what it's going to be, if, even if they're like, oh, it's metal, metal my leg. I'm like, right. what kind, like, what did they do? <laughs> you know, so I always right. ask even if the questions are boring and you know, it's the same stuff. I just I still ask, you know, like, Oh, you have a stand. Oh, I know it seems kind of stand hard yeah. stand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. it's redundant, but we, I mean, that's, that's, that's our, that's mm-hmm. part of our job, you know, every now again, you know, don't just do your due diligence, make sure you do everything you can. And as long as you're not negligent, um, you know, don't don't take that chance of being complacent because that's when it's that's when it's either going to be you know it's going to bite you in the back or it's going to be detrimental to the patient so or yeah. even you as we found out with that one ICU bed I mean uh, going into the magnet oh man I, I still can't get over I that can't picture I, I know have you ever seen anything like that have you ever seen a, a bed like that in there like an ICU bed does that happen I've, I've seen pictures but not in that magnitude yeah. I mean that's that's horrific I. I just can't imagine the 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 force uh, and the noise and the the violent sounds of that bed just kind of sound like a beer can. Yeah, imagine. Crushing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Imagine they could do that like as a demonstration. I, like I've seen little demonstrations of like chairs and stuff, but imagine this show. They right. can show that how the bed went in there like that, and just show like how much force and like how loud and like right. Yeah, just imagine everything. Like it was probably like a tree falling down or, um, oh, I wanted right. to, uh, bring up something. Um, okay. So like, um, I'm an outpatient center, um, our protocol, you know, somebody that, um, has a reaction to contrast or GAD, um, they would give them like a pre allergy treatment. Right. Um, Right. Yeah. So like, I don't know, man. Um, someone else, um, a tech told me, um, at their center, they had an incident where a guy came in, took the pre-allergy treatment and then, you know, had a, had a bad reaction. And I was like, wow. So it's like, I was like, what kind of reaction did he have before? You know, was it just like itchiness, hives, that kind of thing? He's like, cause I know he had really difficulty breathing, had to go to the hospital all this stuff like that. So I was like, wow. I mean, I don't think it would have, I don't think it was a good idea to give him contrast again, especially in the outpatient center. If it, if the reaction was that bad, severe. And I, I guess, so basically I he agree. went to the hospital twice. He, he Even with the pre-allergy, <laughs> he went to the hospital twice. So I was like, I don't think that was a good idea. Like, um, I've only had a couple of those situations, but I remember the rads would, the radiologist would be like, no, we're not, gonna give him contrast again he went to the hospital like right 
So is there, did you guys have like a protocol like that? A standard like, oh, you know, yeah. Yes. We, you know, that's a great question. I, I, I've only, I can only remember two instances where, you know, we absolutely had to give the GAD. Um, patient had history of anaphylaxis with mm-hmm. the GAD. Um, and, but um, we had resources. We had anesthesiology yeah, down there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we, we had cardiology down there and, you know, obviously we prepped them, we did gave mm-hmm. them the steroids, you know, the, you know, all the, all the, all the protocol medications that they wanted to use. And, um, we actually, the patient would go in and they would be intubated, um, and on, you know, being supportive, you know, by the, by the anesthesiologist and, they were successful, fortunately. So, nice. um, but, but again, yeah, you, uh, if, if I was in an outpatient center and I knew the patient had anaphylaxis and I didn't have support, like, you know, from nursing or whatever, I'd be a little yeah. nervous. <laughs> I don't know if I would want to, you know, uh, rock that boat because, you know, you just wow. don't know, you know, sometimes you might get lucky. Sometimes they're going to have, you know, even a worse reaction. Uh, than the original one. And um, I don't know how many reactions have you've, you've been in with Kwame, but it, they go down really fast, especially with, with the, with the contra with the Gatto reactions. Yeah. Um, we've had a couple, I remember patients, I mean, they go down mm. quick. It's amazing. Like minutes, you know, you inject it, you come back and, you know, their eyes are swollen shut. They can't breathe. Yeah. And, you know, you're calling a code, you know, five minutes later. Yeah, so. I've only been, and I think two, where it was like nine one one, yeah, it's pretty scary. Um, yeah, both times they came back. You know, we got them what they needed, but yeah, for sure, it's kind of scary because um, I remember I took over. <laughs> I took over for somebody, went to lunch, and I was like, "Cool." I sat in, gave them contrasts, gave them the, and uh, I gave them the emergency right. button. Thank God they didn't have it. I gave it to them. Whatever, you know, went back, just kind of chilling. And, uh, I was, you know, I'm just there and just on my autopilot, you know, scan mode. I'm just like, Hey, you doing okay? Just like, I always do. It's just like, you don't really want to do it, but you're just like, yeah, they're probably fine. Sure. But, hey, you doing okay? Nothing. They didn't say anything back. I was like, that's weird. Hello. Hello. Nothing. I was like, yeah, hmm, maybe I should go check. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, Oh, they're probably just sleeping. But it, I was like, uh, I just gave them contrast. Right. Maybe I should go check. This guy is just like gasping for air. I'm like, oh my God. No, so no. I take him out and I'm like, I told him right away. I'm like, call the code, call the code. The other tech runs in. He's like, what's going on? I was like, he's, dude, he's having trouble breathing. Really? He's just like, oh man. I'm like, go call the code. I had to tell him like three or four times because he was kind of like in shock too because right. he's like doing all that. And I'm like, oh damn, this guy's going to die. And then, um, you know, they call the code and you know, we they gave them what they needed, but yeah, it sucks. Scary, scary moment, and nobody wants to deal with that, especially in an outpatient center. They never, we never right. see any. There's never any codes, like, you know. But I was like, we needed, we needed, we needed that for everyone to be like, oh damn, we got to be on our game. We have to know what to do. Right. And, um, but yeah, it's funny how people panic. You know, you just never know how you're gonna react, right? But. Just, it's funny code red yeah. you're like it's not a fire <laughs> code red call it doesn't right. matter get somebody down here go 
yeah it's hilarious saying exactly. the wrong names and exactly. stuff but yeah i feel like in the hospital yeah. the nurses are ready for that and they deal with that all all day right and so it's you know it's nothing to them but somebody in the outpatient center it's like oh my god like you know you're yeah. you're on your own yeah. yeah but yeah it did happen oh i want to shout out the zone three podcast man um really awesome podcast and they have really good guests on there all the time yeah. But yeah, if you guys go, you know, check their channel out, subscribe to them. Um, but yeah, man. Shout out to yeah. Reggie and Robert. Yeah. They're they're awesome. Yeah, the awesome. So. Um I'm I am looking to get on there. You know, we've been talking, so you guys can look out for that. That should be should be cool. Cool. Man. I'm excited yeah. about that. Yeah, I just did a, a I just did one on uh, uh on on shoulder imaging uh the the clock face method so that's going to be coming out really soon so check it out and then kwame will have to do something on the clock face method as well for 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 your your show um i have a feeling this is going to be a big deal with shoulder imaging down the road so cool yeah sounds interesting um but yeah also about your book um you're gonna you're running a a new uh cell right and you have the digital book coming out yes Yes. So exciting stuff. So um, for today and for the next 30 days, um, I'm going to run a special on my book, 20% off. Um, Use the promo code MAN2, M-A-N, and the number two. Um, If you purchase the book, we're going to do a drawing after 30 days. And if we draw your receipt, I'm going to refund all your money back and you will have a free copy. Guys, so, go ahead and do that. Go get that book. Yes. Um, and uh, the e version, uh, we're hoping to have out in three weeks or so. So um, you'll be able to download it on your iPhone, your tablets, uh, computer, whatever you know, whatever you have yeah. handy. Um, I've seen uh, uh, the preview of it, and it looks really, really good. Um, pretty excited about it. So. Um, We'll have to catch up again, Kwame, and let everybody know when that oh, new yeah, version yeah. We'll, comes out. We'll, we'll have a we'll check that out. We'll do a review on that. Um, but yeah, so I got some uh, questions from the followers, a um, few random questions, and we'll we'll answer them, man. Um, so yeah, the first question Listen. is uh, we'll we'll both give this a shot. Um, so yeah, if not MRI, what else would you be doing? Or would you be interested in doing, I guess, as a career, Doug? You know, I love uh-huh. teaching. Um, but uh, my my big passion in my life is golf. So um, if I wasn't doing this, um, I'd be I'd be trying to be a professional PGA. golfer. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. PGA. Yes. Cool. Um <laughs> For me, it would, uh, I'm going to say two things. Um, it would be something to do with, um, like the entertainment business, like, um, along the, like kind of like not in front of the camera, but like backstage stuff, like, uh, video editing and stuff like that. Um, music editing, producing that kind of stuff. Um, it would be that. And then, you know, if that didn't work out, I was going to be a plumber um, or plumbing or electrician. That's what, honestly, that's what I would, you know, that's what I would go for because 
I enjoy doing it, being outside, you know, problem solving. And, you know, it's just one of those jobs where, you know, there's going to be work. And that would probably be what I'll, I would be doing, man, to be honest with you. Um, okay, another one. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I think you do a great. I think you do awesome in the editorial and entertainment. Uh, yeah. Senior, I mean, you do a great job with your show with this, with, with MRI, man. This is, this is just a phenomenal show. I get excited every time you have something new that comes awesome, out. Man. So. Yeah, I want to try to keep it going though. <laughs> but yeah, I was gonna go to this some uh some film school in like in Hollywood. Um, I think that was like my top three schools, and I was just gonna see where that takes me. Like, cause like you know in in high cool. school I was building sets and doing all kind of like sounds, lighting. I was anything like that. It was just cool. I, I thought that was always fun. Um, right. Yeah. Awesome. Um, here's another question. Um, it says, <laughs> "Do you actually?" like your job do you like the field i'll let you answer that <laughs> i love it yeah uh, i really do um i it's just there's there's challenges all the time um this is a field where i feel and this is just my opinion um that i can always learn something every day um, and if it's if it's even for my students, I, I'll learn something just, you know, a quick thing, what they do um, or, you know, from, a you know, a 30 year tech, um, you can always learn something if you keep your mind open. And that's why I think, you know, with MR, you know, in the future, with all these new things that are coming out with AI and stuff, it, it's just a constant learning thing. And if, if you like to be challenged and you're you you know you want a great career this is this is it um and yeah i also love my job and it's i'm going on i don't know six and a half years or so and i still love it and i'm still learning um especially switching to the hospital environment and i'm, I'm open like that um i i don't get mad if somebody knows something more than me or if they're trying to tell me something how right. to do my job better i always listen um, the younger me would be like, oh, you can't tell me anything. And this is why, you know, but now I, I listen and uh, I get challenged by everybody, other techs, nurses, doctors. And they're like, they'll ask me a question. They'll be like, oh, why don't you know that? I'm like, you're right. I don't know. I don't know that. And I'll just go look it up and study it. Like somebody was trying to tell me like, oh, do you do you really know how a pacemaker works? I'm like, yeah, I think it does this. Oh, no, it doesn't do that. I'm like. They're like, well, you're going to be doing dealing with them and turning them off and on now, apparently, with Medtronic. They're like, maybe you should look into it and see how it really works instead of just throwing it on their heart and, all right, see you later. And like, right. so I'm like, wow, yeah, maybe you're right. So then I started like reading up on it. Um, so yeah, I like the challenge and I like how we're continuously learning. It's like you're almost, we're almost like little little doctors out here, man. I mean, sometimes we know more than the doctors about certain things. Um, cause there's the, the referring doctors are don't specialize in anything, but I mean, if you're scanning brains all the time and you're looking at these images, you're reading the reports, you're able to almost read a lot of things too. You can see if there's tears, they had a stroke. So it's, it's as far as you want to take it. And, um, people do notice your knowledge of things, you know, just um, that you will get recognized by your manager, supervisor. They, they, they know, even if they don't tell you all the time, they know like, Hey, this guy knows his stuff. Like every time we ask him a question, he's really thorough and you know, everybody sees that. So that's what I like that 
you can continually build your career and get, gain more respect and uh, move up as far as you want to take this, you know, anybody, anyone can be Absolutely the next agree. Tobias, you know, or Shellock. anyone can do it if they really have the drive to do it. Um, you know, protocols right. were like, you're telling me about phase. I, I had a question on my um, Instagram. I showed up a, a picture wrapping. I'm like, which direction is it? Is this wrapping in phase or, you know, a frequency, mm-hmm. like which way is it? Is it AP or right, left? And like half the people, more than half people did not right. know. And I was like, I put another survey out. I was just like, do you guys understand what phase direction is? Yes or no. Or, or I put another one that says, oh, I pretend that I know, but I really don't. And most people didn't know, man. So it's okay. And I didn't, I, uh-huh. I didn't understand okay. it either for the longest. And I just kept asking and asking. Right. And then you, it, you know, it clicks. It's confusing. Everything's really confusing, but you got to keep trying and eventually it clicks. And then like, um, yes, the other day, yeah, I was building protocols and I was like, damn, I didn't even think about it. I was like, Hey, I can build protocols now. I was like, I didn't even think about it, but I've been doing it. I was like, I can, I can literally do this. Like, you know, what a, you know, you know, what a high res image is, what your slice thickness is, what the next should be. And like, Right. literally just building protocols now so i'm like wow and when i sometimes you gotta like step back and like i remember just being a student and a guy telling me uh he's like yeah you gotta learn how to do this and he was a protocol guy he would come in and just set up protocols like lumbar spine sagittal t2 t1 actually i was like wow this is amazing like so now it's like i can do those things and you guys you know i try to not to be, don't be too hard on yourselves um just remember where you started man and Yes, it's like you said. Just continue to learn. Next thing you know, you're just you're that guy. You know, everyone's asking you, "Hey, what is this?" This, and uh, little by little, can't learn it all in a day, man. It's impossible, right? Agree. Yeah, but uh, okay. Sorry, let's get to the next one. Um, all right. Oh, okay. What's the best? This common question every day. What is the best way to study for the arm writ? R A R T, I guess. There's there's a few things out there. Um, for my students, I do a 12 week review, um, which is awesome. Um, there's there's a really good book out there. It's MTMI. Um, that's a really good resource. Um, Jim Coffin has a great resource on his website um, for some study guides just for Armrit. So um, just go on his website um, and you can find those. They're on the where you go in and, and register for the exam um he can send you that it's for to get you prepared um cool either yeah there's there's a lot of stuff out there i liked mtmi um that's what i used for when i took the art is that a book yes they, they actually it's digital now um it used to be a, oh, okay. like a 12 module like a 12 module book and mm-hmm. it went over everything from start to finish and uh, okay. now it it is available electronically now. All right. Um, what is uh, advice for a new tech working amongst experienced techs? Soak it in. Um, you know, learn as much as you can because uh, you're going to develop your own workflow. Um, and just 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 listen um one big thing is just listen um be a sponge 
take all what they're telling you. And again, you're, you, if you do that and develop your workflow, you're going to be just as good as any one of those experienced techs that are out there. Mm, great advice. Yeah. That's how I feel. Um, now, um, take advantage of working with experienced techs, you know, ask the questions because you'll find that a lot of them like to, will like to pass that information because yeah. it makes their job easier. If you're there and you know everything that they know, it's going to be better for everyone, better team. Right. Um, and I think early in my career, it was really annoying because a lot of people were telling me stuff. I was like, God damn, why is everyone telling me? But that's actually a good thing because um, they were trying to teach me and they were sharing their knowledge, but you can't take it as, oh, I'm doing everything wrong and I know right. how to do it my way. It's like you're still developing your own style. And I think it's good to learn everybody's style because um, there'll be times, you know, there's a guy that likes to cut everything. He's like, oh, I, I like to make my scans faster. And there's a guy that likes to make everything look good. And so it's like you got to know both, you know, different situations, right. you know. One day you may be on a nice scanner and they're like, hey, we need to impress this orthopedics doctor, you know, make these right. the best knee. And then that's all they'll tell you. And like, oh, all right. Or then you might come in and be like, hey, you know what? This is where our outpatient, we're going in this direction. Can you do a 12 minute scan? And you're like, oh, yeah, sure. If that's what you guys want. Yeah, that's what we want. So then, you know, both. Um, and then, yeah, that. And then, like, I think we talked about it before, positioning patients. Yeah. Um, that's what I like to watch people do because I'm always trying to figure out like better ways to position, um, uh, patients. And, Oh, there was this one cool trick, um, that I learned. Um, there's this GE coil. I'll, I'll try to put a picture when I edit. Um, okay. basically it comes apart. There's like a bottom part base and then there's a right. head part. It just slides in like that covers the patient's head. Um, and there's no ramp, right? Um, so in a, in a quick, and this is a guy that is, he's been, um, he's like a facilitator, I guess he, he's a tech right. aide. Um, he was like, oh, just slide that off. And we put some pillows under the patient's head because they're kind of like kyphotic. And then right. we just slid the, <laughs> so we took the base out, put some pillows under them, and we just slid the, the base under his head. And it was just like, it was That's perfect. Awesome. That's yeah, it was, pretty, it was it was freaking great. great idea. Just in wow. a pinch, because the, the guy was like, catastrophe. Right. We're like, dude, we got to get this going. We don't even have time. We already put some. Right. We propped his legs up with some pillows, and it's still we needed a little more. Uh, or propped his uh, butt up, you know. But yeah, we did that. So just like little moves like that, I was just yeah. like, man, th it just makes you a better tech. Like, cause you, the goal, you know, is yeah, you got to scan them, but at the same time, you got to get them in the machine can't right. get them in the machine you can't scan them so exactly. learning all those position with the pads and little every little thing man it's like it's cool it's i like that man but uh no, that's and then um okay it says which book uh to be to be referred to learn mri so what's a good book to learn mri and the first thing i think about is your book man yes for sure so you know Definitely. we're gonna have the you know doug doug's book um is awesome dude it, it has all the scan planes you need protocols the anatomy tips, the anatomy, anatomy. exactly yeah. 
if you if you want to you know you know the the newer techs that are out there you know that was one of the questions is you know how do i work with experienced techs you know and i'm working a lot with my students with it is you know if you understand on how to set up position um, how to set up your slices and it also has the techniques in there i mean you're gonna look like a rock star so um and then just obviously after that it's just repetition but there's things in there that you usually don't do all the time like those clavicles and scapulas and stuff like that and cardiac um i mean it has it's it has it all so um and yeah. safety it has it has a separate section just on safety guys so um you know we're talking a lot about safety today and there's you know things in there that will help you and help your department like with drills and stuff like that so check uh -huh. it out oh yeah definitely all right, so let's see. Have you ever thought about opening your own clinic? I guess imaging center. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, you know, I there was a uh, two guys that I knew that did open up their own, um, and just to watch how they struggled, um, just because you know you have the big you know, like the banners and the Simons and the rad nets and stuff like that. It was really difficult for them to mm. get, you know, providers to go with them versus, you know, having the providers used to going to all these other places. So, um, yeah, if you, if you have, if you have the resources and you have the followers, um, it definitely, you know, that, that'd be kind of cool. But, um, I just saw a lot of the struggles that, that they went through and end up not being successful. So, man, yeah, it seems like it would be really stressful. And just at the, the, the place I'm at, the outpatient, they're always talking about, Oh, we need, our numbers are not high enough. And I'm just like, ah, right. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to sit in any of those meetings as an owner. All yeah. about the numbers and insurance I, and dealing yeah. with all that. Oh, it's reimbursements. Just, it, yeah. Oh yeah. Fighting um, I think I would be more interested in like maybe build a uh, help constructing, building it, where to put the machines, right? get an old machine, put it in and then just flipping it, like selling yeah. it. Like, Oh, I put, I put whatever 300,000 into this or half a million. And now it's selling for 1.5 or something like that. Right. I think that would be more interested in that. <laughs> like I would maybe, think I would. Maybe, yeah. maybe you're coming up with some flip, flipping MRI uh, facilities. Yeah, dude. You find, oh, like, this is how you do it. Right. Flipping you houses. Well, <laughs> Flip yeah, that'd, be a, that'd be a good show too yeah right. <laughs> um yeah just like okay imagine some guys like oh i'm getting rid of this g i'm gonna just recycle it right. like, oh let me buy it for like 200 you know put in some outpatient center um yeah and just construct it like that and then get like an x-ray and ultrasound and just sell to yeah. a group of rads or something i don't know but that's Flip it. i've heard people i heard one guy did that so i was like that's pretty cool yeah. um Oh, the only other thing I would do, um, Hyperfine has these portable MRIs and I'm like, Hey man, if I can buy a van and drive around and I don't know, go scan some brains at a neurologist's office, just roll it in. I don't know if he ever get the technology gets there and the scans get a little better. Right. Yeah, I'd do that. Just pay me cash, you know, give me like it's true. 250 a scan there's or so, something. There's so many, there's so many things out there. Um, yeah. you know, you just gotta be, you gotta be creative and you gotta think outside the box. And mm -hmm. if you really want it bad enough, it's going to happen. Yeah. So. I put the MRI man 
logo on the side of the van and just there you go drive around or go, go scan <laughs> celebrities heads or something there you go i don't know they they'll pay like there's know. people that'll pay for those kind of things you know oh absolutely like oh absolutely. i have a headache can you just get a quick scan on me and they're like millionaires they're like oh yeah a thousand go, bucks. go to beverly go to beverly hills and just you know go up and down rodeo drive man you mm-hmm. probably be probably do 20 patients a day yeah easy and then like oh I, uh, i'll give them an iv with like vitamins i don't know yeah stuff like that they'll they'll pay for it so yeah like you said there's a market for it you marketing market it right exactly um all right <laughs> is it <laughs> let's see um is it worth waiting on the waiting list for a radiology program For today, for how how everything's going today, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Radiology is going in such really positive directions. And again, you know, if if there's a wait list, you know, some of the you know some of the schools you can go to like a like a community college and start taking like some of the classes that you know that you're waiting for, and maybe mm-hmm. get ahead of this, you know, get ahead of the game, um, mm-hmm. taking like your you know. Uh, written communication, your old communication, stuff like that, an algebra class, you know, get all that stuff done, like your prerequisites. And then, you know, by the time you, you know, the wait list, you get through the wait list, you're ready to go and it maybe shorten your program. I agree. I mean, there's that route or you go the the vocational school route, private school. Yeah. Yes. Those are the options. Um, but it's whatever works for that person, I guess. Exactly. Um, but it's definitely worth the wait. I mean, Oh, absolutely. Um, I guess you can also move to another state. I mean, that's kind of tough, but there's, right. you know, certain colleges, I guess the program's open, maybe cheaper. I've heard of people doing that. Um, True. Some of these big cities out here in California, there's, there's waiting lists and it's hard oh, to get I into it. Yeah. But we're definitely in need of, of uh, technologists. That's for we sure. Are. Yes, I agree. Um, you know, I want to bring something else too because I'm gonna just keep talking about it all the time because it's ridiculous. Um, lot, I think it's just California, man. Um, there's some hospitals where they require you to have a California Rad Tech license, like basically an X-ray license, to work in a hospital. But even though you're in that hospital, you will only be doing MRIs. And I know. it's been a, it's been a problem, and they actually are having a lot of problems hiring technologists. Because a lot of people don't have CRT, um, they no. just have, and uh, a lot of the the X-ray techs don't know MRI or don't want to do MRI or they're retiring. And there's this hospital not too far from me, and they just been they've been they've been hiring travelers, or in this case, they haven't been able to hire anybody. And it's like, you know, why don't they change it? And I think Kaiser's actually one of them in California. They will not hire an uh, uh, tech MRI tech. Um, with a you know just the ART or the arm uh, I think that's got to change. Um, there's some other guy. T- yeah, it's got to change. And this guy told me I forgot which hospital it was, but he was telling me that they fought for it. They went to court. They did all this stuff to change it to override that rule. Um, right. To me, I rather have a guy that specializes in. I gotta have a couple of those guys that specialize in MRI that are just that's what they do. That's all I do. And then it's nice right. to have, I know it's nice to have those guys that cross train and they can cover, but you got to have a guy that went to school for this. I'd rather have someone that actually went I, to school specifically. My for business. Experience. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I wish there was a study on where these accidents are happening. Uh, you know, right. I was like, hey, you know, what kind of tech? Was that a cross-trained tech? Or I'm just or curious. Did they, or you know? did go to school? That would be, you know, that would yeah. be a great thing to do is um, finding out if, yeah, half these instances that happen, if it is it, you know, were they cross-trained or did they actually go to school? That'd be, uh, um, mm -hmm. yeah. No, I yeah. agree. Because I've, I've gotten a place... And there was someone there, she was an x-ray tech and she didn't know anything. She was cross-trained, but she, she's like, told me, and she's like, I've been doing this for like three years, but I don't know. She's like, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know anything. Like I know nothing. She just comes on here, sets up a bunch of block of slices and it's like 10 minutes long. And you're just like, what are you doing here? Like, and she's like, yeah, I got, I got lucky. I'm here grandfathered in blah 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 right. i'm just like this is freaking nuts and there's nobody to train her and they're just you know, being that's just how they run you know, being i'm just like wow that's that's scary to me i was like people coming and that's the thing that sucks as a patient patients don't have no idea what they're paying for like right they can get the same for the same price they can go to a place that has a 3t or like techs that know about protocols or they can go to some other rinky dink place or that's just like images are trash it's it's crazy right. so it's like there's that there's that too you know um some no, patients right. know a little bit because they have a specialist doctor and they're like no you got to go to this three right. but 90 percent, they have no idea <laughs> they, they, they don't have an idea uh, getting back that's... getting back to the you know the the, the cross training versus the school i just yeah yeah, uh, there has to be a way to find out if, if you know, these instances are happening. Um, mm -hmm. Shout out there. If, if anybody can, you know, do some research on that, that would be interesting to to find out what's what's really happening. If it's, you know, I, I, I'm a big believer. Education is yeah. is is key. Um, and if you're going to do MRI, you, you need to go to school. You need to have that schooling behind you because there's so many things that are, that are happening when you're a student in a school versus just doing that, you know, six week cross training thing, you know, that I hear about time and time again. And I understand it. I get it. That's, I mean, that's how I was trained. I, I mean, we didn't have schools back in those days, but, no, no. um, mine, mine was a six month ordeal and it was, it was very vigorous and, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, um, I'm so glad that there are schools out there because number one, you get to spend time on that, you know, most important critical part, as we know, is safety um, mm -hmm. and the physics and more and more likely, you know, and more of anything is the anatomy is the anatomy. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've seen where people have cross trained and they don't know their cross sectional anatomy and you're going to be going stuff. You know, pathology will be easily missed. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, the patient's going to suffer. Yes, I That's agree. just my opinion. Yeah. So. It's a bunch of mixed opinions. A lot of the people that had to do x-ray first, they're, they're really salty about it. And they're like, oh, I know. I'm just like, it's two different things, man. But they're like, yeah, but as an x-ray tech, we have more knowledge on the anatomy. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, no, no, you don't do it. You guys are looking tech. at bones, man. <laughs> I'm an yeah. x-ray. You know, yeah. my background's x-ray. And yeah. it was, it was a culture thing for me when I got an MR when, yeah. and I, and I also did CAT scan too. Um, mm -hmm. And 
you know, understanding the anatomy, uh, especially on some of the body parts. Whew, I mean, went right over the, my head, you know, I bet that's, that's a big change. Um, I bet, I feel like the CT techs do better in MRI getting cross. Agree. I feel like they do Agree. a lot better. Agree. They, they mess with the injectors. They see, they do see anatomy and the, the thing is with them is they, they usually, they don't really angle. I know they, they post-process stuff, but they typically don't right. angle much, right? right? It's usually just like a. It's all two-dimensional. So they're, yeah. unless they're mm -hmm. doing some multi-planner or NPRs or whatever. Yeah. Everything's, you know, mm -hmm. you start, you started at, you know, at, at one point and you end at one point and you drag the slices down and let the scanner do its thing. And, um, but yeah, but they, but they, you know, I, I do agree. Um, they, they do, they have a better understanding. A little better. Yeah. The x-ray checks. It's that's, that's a tough, I feel like that's a tough transition. It is. Right. It's, it's a tough one. I mean, it's possible, but whew, yeah, it's going to take somebody at least a year to get oh, at least pretty good, at least right. To get decent. And, and then they're going to keep pulling them back to x-ray. Yeah. That's why I'm just like, I don't know. You guys, you got to be there. And then um, I've even, even seen some that do MRI once a week and they just struggle the whole day. The whole day they're stressed. <laughs> they're just like, yeah. what do I do? I'm just like, the whole, I'm like, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to get it at one thing right now. That's a safety thing waiting to happen. Yeah. And they have all kinds of problems, callbacks the whole day. They're just asking yeah. questions. And I'm just like, wow. It's like, that sucks. But then they know how to do CT x-ray as a company right. standpoint. They're like, Oh, we need you like to just be everywhere. But that's a tough one. It is. But, uh, but yeah, that's man. how it was when I, when I first started, you know, the multimodality thing and it's coming back too. the multimodality thing is coming back. And, oh, um, man. you know, I, I did, you know, when I was out there, I did x-ray CT ultrasound, um, MR, um, a little bit of nuke med, you know, and mm. it was, it was challenging, you know, Man. when you're bouncing around back and forth, um, it was That's not easy, it was not easy. And, you know, getting back to that point, you know, you can't be proficient and, 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 you know, get at that expert level if you're floating around everywhere. Yep. That's true. Things changing all the time. They come back and we're like, Oh, we don't do that protocol anymore. And they're like, right. what? I'm like, Nope. That's old. Nope. But yeah, man, we covered a lot. We covered a lot. I feel like this is a really good episode. Yes, thank you for having me. Uh, man. I, I, man, I, it's, I, I love having, I love being on your show. Thank you for having me, and um, uh, hopefully we can do this again and yeah, talk, uh, talk some good stuff. But so, thank you again. Thank you for everybody that's uh, hearing this today too. So, yeah, go ahead. You know, subscribe. Um, check out Doug's book. Um, we got the. I'll put all the information below. Um, and also the discount code, we'll put it down below. MRI, man, no, what is it? Man two, man two, man two, man two, save it. All right. But, uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys later. Um, man, it was a great time. Great episode. And we'll do it again, Doug, everybody. Thanks. Mommy. I appreciate it. You guys have a great day. Peace. Cheers. All right. Later.